Do you like my boyfriend? All right. Welcome to what episode is this? This is episode 14. Never get that right. Do I get it right? Because I feel like I don't get it right. You have gotten it wrong in the past. But welcome to episode 14, season one of Shirt. Oh, man. Of baking it down with sugar cookie mark. I should know that because I came up with it. You did. You did. I thought it was a pretty good pun. Thank you. It means breaking it down, but I said baking it down just for those that don't Corey know. truly did peak when she came out. <laughs> I've been downhill ever since. Okay, but I want to dive in to I actually I don't even know if people like this little segment, <laughs> but I'm running with it. I just Googled questions to ask your twin and I'm gonna ask you the first things that popped up. I just copied and pasted. Okay, I it. didn't read these questions ahead of time, so okay. I'm not gonna read them and just ask them. Question one, who's the oldest? I am. And if you're wondering, it's like by however long it takes you to hand the first kid and the second kid. They're like, here's the first one, here's your second <laughs> They're one. They're like, tossing babies across the room. <laughs> Number two. But I'm the wisest. I mean that's not a part of my question. Oh, this is <laughs> Number two, favorite memory together. Yeah. Uh, no, that's a What's a good memory that we have? I don't know. I, I spent, spent literally 32 years with her. <laughs> we'll come back to that one. Okay, who takes longer to get ready? I'd have to say it's me when I choose to get Absolutely. ready. Absolutely. Um, did you ever dress alike? My mom, our mom, was really obsessed with dressing us in the same outfit but with different patterns. So Corey and I were constantly in a state of matching mismatchedness. Yeah. I think I was like always wearing blue and people thought I was a right. boy. And you I'm 90% pink. sure mom and dad mixed this up one time and they just were like, is this the Corey one? So I could be the oldest and wisest. But your actions have proven <laughs> that they did not mix this up. <laughs> okay. What is one thing that you can do well that the other twin can't? She can't stop talking. <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead and answer. <laughs> I think I can – I think I do more challenging things like motorcycle, skydiving, things that you don't do. Corey's I'm like a, really good at a binging Netflix. <laughs> okay. I can't wait till next week's questions. Um, do you have the same personalities? I do not think so. No. But similar. Similar. We have the same humor. Mm-hmm. Um, silliest question you get about being a twin – you get asked about. Oh, people ask if I feel your pain. But Corey had a baby and I had a great day. So. <laughs> True. Describe your twin in three words. The most annoying. <laughs> I'll tell you. What's, speaking of, what's one thing that annoys you about your twin? <laughs> Corey and I will get to a point where we're too, like, annoyed at each other that we just have to leave. <laughs> So it'll be like sometimes if Corey gets super mad, she be like, I'm leaving. I'm See you in a couple days. <laughs> it's only a handful of times that has happened. Uh, nicknames you have for your twin. Uh, Corey always liked bunnies, so we called her Corkle Bun. Core Bun, Corkle Bun. Mm-hmm. Cork. Cork. The pork in elementary school. <laughs> Nobody called you Cork the pork. <laughs> um, favorite thing about your twin? Corey, if you are on the side of the road because your motorcycle mm-hmm. broke down and it's five in the morning and she's asleep, she will become your saving face. Corey is truly a ride or die. I, I could be like, we, we, we you know, had a falling out. One of those final like little times she walked out, she never came back. And I'd be like, hey, I ran out of gas. And she'd be like, I hate you. Man. I'm on my way. Do you need regular or premium? Are you identical? We are not identical. We are fraternal. However, a lot of people when they first meet us cannot tell us apart, but if you get to know us, people say, I can't even see you as twins anymore. True. Mm-hmm. I guess we can only see people in small doses, <laughs> so they can't tell. Or are we just one person in the podcast talking to ourselves? Oh, I lowered that voice before. <laughs> Hello. Uh, last question. Describe the last thing you did with your twin. <laughs> Walk <Sorry>. down there. <laughs> Corey and I do not live together because I know some people get that vibe. But we we would have there would be a double homicide. Somehow we managed to kill each other equally with a vengeance. Yeah, murder suicide. But we do work together. So um, the last thing we did together was set up the podcast equipment. <laughs> yep, that was like ten seconds. <laughs> Okay, so that's my questions. Heather, give us a breakdown of how this podcast should go. So this is the podcast that's an extension of the Facebook group called Sugar Cookie Marketing. 
Um, here we're just going to run through the intro, which you guys have painstakingly suffered through. Then we're going to go to the marketing minutes, which is some kind of theory of marketing, although this week kind of more business. And I'll get into that in a second. Then we're getting into the business of baking. Corey will be doing that one this week. She's rolling her mouse, which I know you guys can hear because I can see it recording. <laughs> Sorry. I was getting out of where you were going. <laughs> then we do voicemails, which are great. And that's um, people who call in and tell us about themselves, their marketing questions or just give us a shout out, which is my favorite. And after that, little group stuff, things that are upcoming, things that are current, and then Twinterest. And then we've added a new uh, sponsor section, which we will get into. I'm happy about that one. Woo-woo. All right. So I'm going to let Heather take over the marketing minutes today. I'm just going to read the title and it's called Big Bad Refunds. (laughs) Yup. I wanted to talk about the seven letter word of the cookie world. Okay, this is such a hot button topic and why I think it has actually many reasons. So I want to talk about what people perceive refunds as. I also want you to weigh in, Corey, so don't glaze over and start scrolling (laughs) on your own. (laughs) And then I want to discuss whether refunds are right for you. I kind of feel like I am like, hey, ask your doctor if refunds are right for you. (laughs) Please call. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So oftentimes when we hear the big bad word refund, it's translated into the client thinks I'm bad at my job. Oh, yeah. I feel like if someone says I want a refund, they're saying you are incompetent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Please give me my money back. Right. Right. Uh, The client's attempting to get one over on me. Oh. Right. They just, you know, they want to have their cake and eat it too, literally. Oh, true. Okay. Uh, the client's attempting to smear my good name. Which, if that's what you hear when you hear refunds, it internally translates to, if I refund, I admit that I am wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. I if I that. refund, if I give the money back, I'm telling them I'm bad at this. Yeah. Okay. If I refund them, they win and I lose. Yeah. It's like uh, definitely, definitely like different side of the table. Right, right. It's kind of a it's, personal attack. That's what Every, some people are taking. A personal us. attack, right? Yeah. And very negative, very negative. Everything Absolutely. about what we just said is very negative, which makes sense why refunds are a bad word if that's what's attached to them. Yes. However, uh, when you approach refunds that way, it makes sense why refunding seems like evil, bad, negative, wrong, incorrect. Even dare I say, like thievery, like you're stealing. I mean, from if me, someone you're taking says, bread off my child's table, yeah. Right. Uh, explains why often in the group, when we have someone post like a correspondence between a client asking for a refund, it becomes like a client bashing fest in like 30 seconds. I can never keep up with this. Last night's became like two seconds. (laughs) Yeah. It's too, it's so fast because it is like, Hey, we're protecting our good name. Hey, oh yeah. Fellow cookier. It's us against them. Right. And I can see it because you only other people who bake, make cookies, make cakes know the hard work that goes into it. So for you to put all that hard work into it, and then someone to be like, "Hey, I want a refund." We all feel hurt. Oh, we all know absolutely. I act like I feel their pain. I feel like you all know. (laughs) We feel their pain because of how much time goes into each order. For someone can literally take. 10 seconds and say, I want a refund. Right. I mean, that only took two seconds to say, but the hours and hours that went behind that. Right. I it's mean, gone. It's gone. And not only is the time gone, the profit is gone. The profit's gone. You've there's already stress. allocated that money. Yeah, to, there's awkwardness. You know. Now you have to deal. Now you're taking off your chef hat, putting on your business hat. And it's just offensive. The thing is, many people don't get around to putting on their business hat, which is what I want to talk about here. The vibe around refunds in the cookie world is what I feel like is this. The client is attempting to get one over on me. It's the cookier against the customer in a fight till the refund death. If you read the threads about refunds in the group, like... Oh, I read every single one. I might not comment, but believe me, my foot is in that. I'm that actually, water. I'm, if, I want you to know that I'm at the microwave putting popcorn in <laughs> the, the microwave. Picking that popcorn button. <laughs> and still scrolling. Um, the reason It's a reason why we see in those kinds of threads, here's the recommendations that I have read that people have recommended when it comes to these refunds. Oh, I'm super curious. Um, only refund the one cookie with the ant in it. That ant, that ant thread. <laughs> I can't, ant can't. <laughs> I can't ant even with so, a. <laughs> yeah, so um, it was a thread posted in two seconds. Unfortunately, we had to. I'm just going to give some it. people some backstory. I don't want another thread to come up from this. <laughs> um, but someone had posted a picture of a cookie with uh, what looked like a placed dead ant, almost like they carved out a little hole, put that little ant in there, stuffed in there, and said to the cookier, hey, I think I want a refund. There was an ant in my cookie. Okay. But that's all the information we have to go off of. It was it. Okay. Great. Right. 
So a lot of the comments in that thread were, tell her to give you that one cookie back and refund her I want to tell you my favorite comment was, go and find an ant in the wild. Bring it into your home. Smush it. Bake it. Test it. (laughs) (laughs) I love the dedication. Um, Another thing I've seen says, uh, make them give you all the cookies back, and then you'll offer that That's a popular uh, response I do see. It's a popper 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 response. Can you let the cat in real quick? Okay. I'm going to pause this. So, popper, popular response. But, no, you. Uh, I hear people say only refund them what's left. But it, the funny thing is they'll be like, oh, the client threw it away. Well, then tell them to get it out of the trash can. I <laughs> tell really, them to regurgitate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they ate it. Well, that's how they know it tasted like soap. <laughs> okay. Um, and then uh, tell them no refunds and block their number. Whoo. Whoa. Bridge has been no, burnt. No, no refund. No number. Who does? <laughs> Aunt Cookies, who are you? <laughs> um, and then in the in the group earlier this week, uh, someone had mailed cookies and many of them were broken. I okay. did. did Whether it, they that. were broken in transit, which is probably, probably likely, what happened. But a lot of people, a few sundry people, had decided that they were intentionally broken across the middle because the cracks were too specific. And they said uh, they broke the cookies on purpose because they wanted broken cookies and their money. I'd, I'd, I'd wager that maybe they didn't want the broken cookies. But let me let me move on. There's just some crazy, crazy recommendations. I love, re- I love reading every single mm. one. No, I just need the popcorn in the thread. Uh, the responses are truly kind of wild. Like, Corey, okay, could you imagine walking into Target to return a shirt that did not fit? And Target looking you square in the eyeballs and said, maybe you should lose weight then. That, that's what this sounds like. Target, girl, I love you. But come on. <laughs> I've seen you and your cookies. Uh, that sounds outrageous to us if Target did that. We would... Oh, I think there just, would be a revolt. I think, yeah, we'd all grab those little red balls at the front and roll them <laughs> the front door. Um, yet on our side as a business, we we see refunds as evil, right? Um, but we're so quick to return a shirt that doesn't fit. It just didn't fit. It's not that Target's an evil company or bad at their job. It just wasn't what was my expectation. People are seeing it like, but I put 50 hours behind that one cookie. Right. I'd wager that oftentimes the refund is not actually what the client wanted when they called you a month ago to place the order, went back and forth for hours coming up with design ideas with you, drove to your house to pick them up, and then drove them back to the event they spent hours planning. Oh, they just, were shaking it. <laughs> I will be so... Really I'm going to make this look like an earthquake just happened. <laughs> and then takes a picture and sends it to you. I just don't think that is the intention. But thoughts and opinions are not great because there's no proof, right? So some member messaged me, she'd like to remain anonymous, as to not be burned at the stake with scribes. Yeah. Um, but she said... Why don't you ask the group how many orders they've had to refund in the last 12 months? Oh, man. I saw that post blow It was responded to roughly 980 times. Good Lord. I wish my post could trend that fast. Yeah, apparently you just need to ask about (laughs) refunds or ant reviews. (laughs) Um, In the marketing world, they say you can't manage what you can't measure. So let's not go off opinions. I asked that question in, in the last week, and I think we had 980 responses. I copied and pasted the responses, pulled them into an Excel cleaned up the data, and then found the average in the last 12 months, which the last 12 months have included COVID. They have. Um, So many of the bigger numbers in that was somebody who said, I got COVID, I had to cancel all 18 orders. All right. Okay. The average of roughly 1,000 people in the last 12 months, their refund amount is is one-third of one order. I mean, I can honestly say I I have not given a refund. Right. I have not. The average answer was between one and zero. Okay. So that tells and us a thousand people, a thousand people who sell cookies, they've refunded maybe, maybe one in the last 12 months. That means your clients are not out to get you. They are not. They want your cookies. They do. That's why they order them. Right. I didn't even ask it. So I didn't ask even about COVID. Just, I just said, just give me a number, mm-hmm. no explanation. But a few people decided to tell me it was COVID. Well, I appreciate the <laughs> honesty. <laughs> right. Um, but, okay, let's say that your average order is $45. If that's, like, the U.S. average, give and take, the people in California have, like, what, an average of, like, $2,000 per order? Million dollars <laughs> per 12000 <Yeah. 12, laughs> Right. So uh, let's say your average dozen is 48, 45, $45. Yeah. Your refund in 12 months, you would lose out of pocket $18. That ain't bad. 18 bucks. That ain't bad. 18 bucks. Okay, so... Um, 
Let's start with the definition of refund according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Okay. It is to return money in restitution, repayment, or balancing of accounts to give or put back. I didn't read anything there about client placing Aunt and Cookie to frame you as Aunt Cookie Lady. Right? No. It was did delicious. You, did you, were you reading between the lines there? <laughs> I put a Webster with spider <laughs> and cookie. Um, nothing about that was negative. It was just, it's just business, right? It's just a transaction. It is. You know, um, pretty simple when you put it that way. Nothing nefarious. They didn't say the big bad client's way of getting one up on a business and sticking it to the man. It's just restitution. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, last I checked, I'm not perfect, regardless of my self-proclamation. Mm-hmm. The odds of me messing up are absolutely never zero. It's just not zero. As oh. much as I like to think it is, it's not zero. Absolutely. Whether it be something like color bleed, you accidentally, someone tripped on their way into the somebody house. Said, <laughs> I, 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 someone said I had to refund somebody because I was walking up to them and I tripped and dropped the box. Oh, and I, so they wouldn't good. accept the refund. So in the oh, world of clients, I feel like they're not really. Maybe she fastened, like she just jettied up the pavement just a little bit to intentionally trip the lady she, so she could get. She went out the night before uh-huh. and dug up one of those slabs of concrete so that before lady would you refund, you need it. to ask her for her house insurance policy <laughs> and the plans of her. Life. Okay, so um, basically, one thing we talked about in the group is that if you could generate an oopsie budget. Which is by tacking 25 cents. 25 cents on every order, right? Which is nothing. nothing. So it, instead of me charging $55 for a dozen, it would be 55 25 I don't know why business owners like double zeros at the end of things, but... Target doesn't care about <laughs> Normal zeros. businesses don't. So you could do 55 25 Plus, a lot of people don't pay cash anymore. So Venmo loves to yeah. type in 2 5 And if they ask, like, why does it end on a double zero? Then just round it up a dollar. Yeah. It would be 36 I don't think anyone would be like, mm, could you round that mm, up, please? <laughs> is this part of your oopsie badge? <laughs> um, but if you sold 25 orders a month okay. and tacked on that quarter, uh, on each order, okay. quarter on a water, <laughs> like uh, you'd have $75 at the end of the year in your oopsie budget. That covers. Let's say if we go back some. to the 45 average, maybe, maybe out of pocket you'd lose 20 bucks. But then that's not what we're going for. We're just hedging our bets. I mean, the average refund amount is $18, give, you know, give or take, dirty right? Math, right? So you'd still you actually be making a profit at that rate at the rate of a thousand people's refund amount with the seventy five dollar oopsie budget you only stand to lose eighteen dollars of seventy five dollars that's not coming out of your bottom line. True. Um, but what if someone says to you and I'm just throwing this in you but like it's not up to the, to my customers who have no issues to provide for the customer that does have issues. Okay. Well, when it comes to refund, you're going to refund out of your bottom line. That's fine. But just. Except that you're not perfect. Oh, yeah. Even though even though you didn't do wrong. Let's pretend like you didn't do wrong. Actually, I'm going to make you role play with me in a second. Oh, okay. The double benefit of offering a refund quickly, it removes the, the angst out of the correspondence, right? So it would be like you remove conflict completely, right? So it says, hey, this cookie tasted like soap, which is a thread that was posted yesterday. Mm-hmm. Apparently, almond extract can, can go soapy on you. <laughs> soapy. And then, oh, I'm so sorry. Let me refund you. Uh, I keep my kitchen clean, but not that clean. Sometimes this happens when certain batches have almond flavor in them. Oh, so you you ex- you took what I thought, like you spilled the yeah, soap in there. that anxiety, like, oh, I'm going to have to tell her I want a refund because it doesn't taste good. Oh, hey, no sweat. Sometimes that can happen. No sweat, let me credit you. You give the, chi- the client a chance to rise above. Right. Right. So then you're going to say, oh, no sweat. Don't worry about it. It's probably just my taste buds. Or, oh, wow, thank you. I really appreciate it. That's great customer service. Can I tell a random story of Panera pre-COVID? Mm-hmm. Uh, this lady, I love, used to, before COVID, sitting in Panera and listening to other people's conversations. I am someone who can go and eat alone in a restaurant with no problem. Some people do have a fear of sitting alone for some reason, but I just love listening into conversations of people I'll never meet. Mm-hmm. But one lady got a raspberry bagel i think it had like raspberry pieces in the bagel if i could remember correctly my worst nightmare okay go on yeah i know it's like plain bagels or die (laughs) but she did not have her bagel to raspberry ratio in her mouth was not perfect she said too much bagel not enough berry so she went over to the panera dude and said hey i just want to tell you there's not enough berries in your raspberry bagel this dude, without even skipping a beat, said, let me bag up a new one for you. Mm-hmm. She said, oh, no, 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 no. I wasn't telling you that because I wonder why. I just wanted to let you know. And he's like, no, 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 One on the house, please take this bagel. And she's like, no, 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 no. I'm sorry for your ears, people. I see. No, 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 no. 
But look, you disarmed them. Oh, yeah. When we ask for refunds, we come fully armed, right? I have to Shield. defend myself to the death. I got to prove to you why this didn't make me happy. My grandmother had a pair of shoes she bought on final sale. This was yesterday. Mm. That lady, bless she her She said, Head, could you call and ask him if I could exchange him? And I said, Ruth Ann, it says final sale. And she said, I know. So I called the store and, and I said to the lady on the phone, what am I about to tell you? Whatever your response is, is absolutely fine with me. But my grandmother bought these. They are too small. They are final sale. And the lady said, absolutely knows what. We'll exchange it. It was easy breezy. I, I mean, said, they made two people happy. You didn't even buy the shoes. Right. <laughs> I was just like, wow, I, that anxiety you feel when you have to call and, you know, ask for a refund. Because right. I didn't want – I'm not against the business. I like the business so much I purchased from them. Right. It just – what the product was wasn't exactly what I thought it would be. So – And Heather's not saying to – like some lady posted that she had made these cookies. The client sent the name they wanted on the cookies, but the client had spelled it wrong. Mm-hmm. In that case, that would not be something you re- would refund. You did not do anything wrong there. Um, it's not like you intentionally put soap into your cookies to make some taste like soap. But client expectations mm-hmm. were not necessarily what they expected. Right. And it, it's a – it offends you because I put a lot of effort in here and now – all this effort results in somebody still not happy. Mm-hmm. That's why the oopsie budget's great because it's not you paying for it. You've already planned for it. So it almost takes that whole defensiveness mm-hmm. out because you've already planned for something like this to happen. And I don't think if we determined from Heather's 1,000 comments, your customers really aren't out to take money from you and rob you blind. I think they truly just wanted the cookies. And they just want whatever the expectation to be fulfilled. Right. So I always say like kind of race for the refund button. Like if somebody has a little bit of like, hey, this isn't what I want. Okay. Let's role play. Okay. Okay. Pretend you bought cookies for me that I don't know how to bake and you found a hair in them. Um, hey, Heather, totally love the cookie design, but we did bust one of those bad boys open and I found a brown hair that really resembles something that would be off your head. Maybe it's off your head, which wins. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me take the role of the anxious baker, okay. the defensive baker, right? All right. So, okay, well, I wear a hairnet. I'm sh- happy for that. Um, but this hair was, like, in there like swimwear. Like, it, you had a yank on it almost, and it wasn't given. Did you store them on your counter? Are other people in your family with brown hair walking around these cookies? I mean, if my daughter has, like, Brownish, brownish. Okay, that sounds like it could be your daughter's hair then. But like this was like in it, like baked. I understand where you're coming from. However, I wear a hairnet and it wouldn't be possible in my kitchen. I am perfect as much or like possibly. I've descended from on high to bake your cookies. <laughs> it was not my hair. Okay. Well, I appreciate your time here. I will never talk to you again. <laughs> I will. But now you're going to go leave me a bad review. What if you posted a picture of the offending cookie? I, that's always up for grab. My MO, I would just never talk to you again. Right. But uh, other people MO out there. Is I'm going I'm to sue you. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so, okay. Now I'm going to be the cookier with an oopsie budget who realize I'm not perfect and I have a business mindset and I'm looking for the long-term goals of my company and not my short-term gratification of telling you where you can shove it. Okay. Hey, Heather. Um, love the design. We busted one of those bad boys open and I did find what seemed to be a hair baked in there. I am so sorry. That's not something that we would ever allow in our kitchen. And if somewhere along the process that ever happened, I am I am mortified. Please let me give you a refund immediately. Keep the rest of the cookies if you like. I do not care, but I just know I am so sorry. Where would you like this refund sent? No, 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 no. Just the one cookie. Literally, all the other ones were hair free. <laughs> we checked it. <laughs> oh, no, please. Hey, listen, my, it, you're being happy. You trusted me here and I didn't meet the mark. And at the end of the day, that's not my goal as a business. My goal is to have a smile across your fa- face and like, Hair-free teeth, okay? <laughs> well, I do have a graduation order. I would love to give you another chance on that if that works. Beautiful. Are you sure you don't want a refund? Let me at least discount the next order. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Literally a win-win here. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And thanks for letting me know. I'll go reinspect my kitchen and just see if there's any fail points, and then we'll correct it. Please. Please do. <laughs> Here's your freedom. <laughs> But you see that, right? Right. How if you're gonna make if you're gonna come at me and I come back at you, we're just going to escalate. No, we're just growing farther apart with this big divide in between us. Right. And there's times where we've had a client in our Mm, day job. I know exactly. Okay, and she. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry, you said to you. I knew what she was. Unpleasable people cannot be pleased. No. There's nothing you can say that will suddenly convince them like, oh, yeah, you know what? You had a great point. Now I'm happy. Unhappy people are unhappy, mm-hmm. right? So we refunded her an unwarranted $500. It was. She was unpleasable. She was, she was unpleasable. It was, yeah. Did that, and I have a few choice words behind her back? Absolutely. Absolutely. That $500 made her happy. It made her disappear. We've never heard from her since, knock on wood. <laughs> but the thing was, I'm going to just give a little backstory. She didn't like the website we made, but it's still her website today. Yeah, she and she chose it. it. I don't know. She chose it. She was very difficult, and she was difficult with the last five marketing companies she she dealt with. And she's difficult now. You can see she doesn't work with anybody, and that's who she wants to work with herself. Yes, the only person who could ever please that lady was the lady. Yeah, and while it did hurt to give the refund, and I was super moody that entire day, mm. <laughs> it ah. was it was the correct choice in a business mindset. What would be the worst case scenario? She runs to some review profile and say, we stole money from her. We didn't meet our expectations. Then she's controlling the narrative Mm -hmm. by heading her off at the pass, um, taking a little bit of a loss. We were able to change that situation. um, And she went away. I don't, I don't want to hear from her again. She went away, but she's not leaving me a bad review Mm -hmm. across Yelp, Google, Facebook, everything like that. Now, could she leave you a bad review? She absolutely could. And what would our response be? Hey, I appreciate so much your response. We were able to refund you a portion of the money. Um, Never contact us again. (laughs) (laughs) There will be a hair planted in your cookie. (laughs) That was for our uh, marketing marketing company. So, okay. Is the client – I get why we always hate that the client's not always right. And if we encourage that bad behavior, listen, man, you're not – you don't have deep enough pockets to be the fall guy for changing that. I actually heard a very cool quote. It says, the customer isn't always right, but they're never wrong. Ah, that's a good one. Right. So is it my job or is it tar- let, tar- let Target deal with that? Right. At the end of the day, a lot of the people that you work with are very local. We find them in mom's groups. So they exist in mom's they groups. Do. And if they don't like you, they'll tear you down there. I well. saw, I've seen, saw someone hired a cleaning company and mm-hmm. they ripped them a new one. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So bad news travels fast. Mm-hmm. 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 Good news. So I would say that refunds, reframe refunds. They're not a bad thing. They are a cost of doing business. It's a reality in every true business mindset mentality is that you will be refunding people. It is not a personal attack. And if you take it as a personal attack, you have your personal hat on. You need to take that little hat off and put on your business cap because you cannot take it personally. You will not exist in this space. You cannot take every bad-ish sounding thing and make it a personal like you know, reflection of who you are as a human. And being. some people may say, Hey, I, I didn't refund them. And I'm ne- they never wrote a bad review, but who are they talking to behind right. closed doors? <laughs> Once I ordered from Heather, the crazy cookie lady, and there was a hair in it. So definitely don't order. From <laughs> right. You don't know what's being said. You don't control those conversations. So you might've won the battle, but you could be loose in the war and you had no idea. Is there any case where you don't think somebody should refund? I feel very put on the spot. Do you know? I'm just curious. Yeah. Uh, I think it's always case by case. I always say hear them out and to look at it from their perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, were they at a party and your cookies bled all over the place? Um, you might not have been. Are in we control. talking real blood or icing blood? A little bit of both. There's um, ants blood. <laughs> if you didn't explain to them like, hey, humidity is the arch nemesis of decorated right. cookies, then hey, that does fall on you. You didn't give them the customer care that they needed to make the right decisions to maybe put them in the house and bring them out last minute. So let's pretend, because I know some people here are like, well, I'm not going to refund every time. And that's fine. At the end of the day, guys, this is your business. If you want to run it in the ground, feel free. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But let's say, okay, let's say you came at me with something that I feel like, hey, honestly, this would not be a time that I feel like I should refund you. I think the response could be, hey, thank you so much for the feedback. I'll definitely look into it. However, can I offer you a discount on a future order? If you didn't feel... I wouldn't Here's even the thing. Give I'm, I'm always about refunds, man. Heather is about refunds. Someone had posted in the group one time that someone said, hey, I do want to buy from you, but just so you know, you're a little bit more expensive than your competition around the area. If you lowered the price, I think you'd be able to get more. Then I would be like, well, no, I appreciate your I appreciate your thoughtfulness. If you charge more, you have more ability to refund and it hurt less. I know, but that would be something I don't think lower your prices because someone don't like them. Right. Huh? 
In the story of the ant cookie, mm-hmm. unfortunately, the woman's husband had been laid off, so this money was very important to her. Desperate people make bad business decisions. They do. Right? So I always I'm say... Let me see if I can give people resolution from that, if I can remember correctly. Oh, I, I always say that, like, keep a fund ready to go to cover your butt, right? Mm. Your baking buns. Your baking buns. Um, $1,000 in a bank account allows you to not make stress-fueled decisions. Um, if you have $1,000 sitting behind you in your business fund and someone says, can I get a refund for a $55 order, that hurts a lot less than if it's $55 from your personal checking account that you had allocated for XYZ thing, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you want to know the follow-up, the closure to the ant and the cookie thing, she actually did a hybrid of both what Heather said. I think she, if I read the message correctly, refunded uh, for the ant cookie <laughs> and also offered her 20% off a future order. Um, so she combined both of Heather's thing uh, where she was able to keep the money because her funds were tight, but she also met the customer halfway. That's nice. So for those people that needed some ant closure. We all needed ant closure. I know. I will. I know, that was a crazy post. <laughs> okay, so in summary, what is your thoughts on refunds, Corey? Be generous with your refunds. Listen to the customer. Look at it from their point of view. Mm-hmm. They probably didn't want to bash your cookies against the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, so come at it from the understanding that you are a customer as well to many businesses. How would you want to be treated? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Well, I wouldn't have done a refund anyways. Okay. Come on, guys. Mm-hmm. You're a business owner. You're gonna. You're going to have to refund somebody. Make peace with that thought today. Yeah, and as you're growing your business, which that's the target of this whole group, this whole podcast is growing your business. You're gonna then be allowing a lot more customers through your gates. Um, so the odds that you might have to refund down the road are probably higher because you're doing more business, you're making more money, you have more clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so having an open mind towards the refund, I think is healthy. I think you should revisit that idea often, uh, make sure that you are looking at it in a business standpoint versus a defensive, I just spent 50 million hours on this one mm-hmm. cookie standpoint. And then nothing would kill a bakery faster than I found a hair in my cookie review. Uh, I couldn't even imagine. Right. So whatever, when those ones come up, man, I would be the first, I would be typing out, dear, oh, you, my lovingest client I've ever had. I sincerely apologize. <laughs> I am currently renaming my first child after you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Well, that's the, that's my marketing minute. So refunds, not bad. Not bad. Okay. So that may, means we are moving on to the business with baking. And I want this to be a candid conversation because I know some people get like, but hurt a little bit about it, and it's not a negative thing. But I feel I'm, attacked, but I also feel seen. <laughs> okay, good. I want to talk about, and I'm not even going to use the word training because I think people have a negative connotation to that, but teaching mm-hmm. your customers. When we're taught something, it always is good because we learn something, right? Mm-hmm. So teaching your customers is actually beneficial to you and your customers because then they know and f- they know how to start working with you, the expectations you have, and it creates a clear line of communication. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to talk about okay. rush fees. Ah! <laughs> the two bad hours refunded rush fees. <laughs> okay. Um, just to, you do not have to offer a rush fee in your if business I if you don't want to. If I take the order, it means I had time to take the order, Corey. You were reading with that with a certain tone. <laughs> Miss Miracle. <laughs> um, I just want to talk about rush fees and the theory and the idea behind it. If you're running or planning to run a successful business, you probably have policies in place. Many of them yeah, will say no things. Refunds. There you go. Thank wait, you. Well, wait, we're not there yet. <laughs> I'm trying to build them up. <laughs> Many of them will say things like, I require 1% payment in order to schedule, which is definitely teaching customers that in order to make it into your books, they got to pay. It also say things like, by paying, you're agreeing to my terms of service, meaning that if you did not download the cookie contract by Janine that Heather posted the other night, get your buns into the group and download that. That was just an amazing contract. Um, it was so lengthy. It was a. Mm-hmm. I mean, it covered all your bases. You wouldn't need all of those, but you could use a bunch of those to at least inspire you know, ways you can kind of cover your butt and set people's expectations. It was just a, a great post. But it, if anything, your policies. The policies are there for a reason. You give them to people in the good times for the bad times Mm -hmm. Um, because you can always reference your policies. You are then not the bad guy anymore. Your policies are the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're saying, no, I totally understand. 
It's not like, no, you don't understand my time. It's mm-hmm. now my policy state. Um, a policy, many of us, is that we require a certain amount of time to book the order. Usually it's two weeks in that so we can make sure we have the cutters in place, make sure we have time on the schedule for it. Um, and it makes sense, right? Because yeah. I have to have time. <laughs> right. Have to, time um, to do it. There, there's only 20. Me and Jeff Bezos have one thing in common. <laughs> you guys have no time. <laughs> we got 24 hours of the day. True. Exactly. So even the richest man on the planet and me have the same hour clock. Yeah. And time is money. Time is valuable. There mm-hmm. is a value associated to time. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happens when someone has life happen and they try to book last minute? You can say, and you are 100%, 100% allowed to say it, no, my policy state that I required two weeks notice, I cannot take your order. And you would be following your policies. You have then taught your client that two weeks If you want to turn that no into a yes, you could say, hey, I'm actually booked for the next two weeks, but I can take your order for the week after. Does that work? No. My party is on. But you can 100% say that. You've stuck to your policies. You've taught those potential clients. A rush fee comes into the next part. What if you could potentially take that order, but it would cost you some time with your family, might be up late, less sleep, a little bit more stress. Everyone has a number. Where they're willing to do it. Whether that be a million dollars or whether that be $10. There's a number at which you're like, well, I wasn't, but okay. A story of me as a customer was I can only, I only have enough time to clean the house on the weekends. I can only clean on the weekends. And there's like a certain amount of time that I can clean on the weekends before we before have Before the work. Netflix binge starts. Before the Netflix binge starts. <laughs> um I went to go vacuum the other day, and I was totally out of vacuum bags. My bad. But I was like, I'm going to kind of vacuum this weekend. So I got on Amazon, and I said, girl, can I get these bags? They said, for two ninety nine extra, we can get it to you same day. No, that's a rush. If you can either take the order, you can't. No, they were, I was like, take my money. Give me the bags. Right. <laughs> Corey wanted the bags more than she wanted her money. That is what transactions are. And as a consumer, I was happy with the opportunity to be able to pay a little extra to get what I wanted. And that's what rush fees If Amazon do. hadn't given you that option, you would have just had a no. I would but have. But you had the money. Oh, no. Amazon, let me give you extra money. Let me bribe you to, to give get, me To put me in front of everybody bags. else yeah. and give me those bags. Could I have said no to that rush fee? Mm-hmm. But you had the option to say, you had the option to say, yeah, I'll wait. Yes, I'll pay the rush fee. Or no, I don't want to make the transaction altogether. But as a consumer, I love the opportunity that I had to choose from three things. Mm-hmm. Options. It, it wasn't a options. punishment. It was almost like a gift, an opportunity to get what I wanted when I wanted it. I saw once, sorry, not that I should be reading parenting techniques. I have no kids, <laughs> but like I saw, they said, when it's time for your kid to go to bed, don't say go to bed. Give them an, a choice because humans love choices. Say, would you like to go to bed now or in five minutes? Now they've chosen their own adventure and they feel like they're a part of the process. Five minutes. I haven't figured. <laughs> Just but kidding. now that they agreed, okay, well, I'm willing to go to bed in five minutes, okay? So everyone in the same party wins. And that's what technically a rush fee does. It provides your clients with the opportunity to get what they wanted, mm-hmm. even though they wait to the last minute, even though they're breaking policy, and it allows you to be compensated for it. Now, Heather, this is what I read in the group comments a lot of times is, I don't charge a rush fee. If I can take the order, I'll take it. If I can't, I'll say I'm booked. But if you are anything like me, you mess up. The dough doesn't come together. Mm-hmm. Your icing bleeds. Mm-hmm. You drop your phone on a cookie trying to take a picture of it. Ants. Ants. The thing is, I don't understand how can you say if I can take the order, are you squeezing it in? It has to cost you somewhere. Either you're squeezing it in and you never mess up or you're working after hours or it's costing you family time. I'm just unsure where they're coming at with that certain part. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. There is a story. I'm hoping you can pull the numbers from your brain of mm-hmm. a lady who charged an extremely high rush fee on a six inch cake. The, the six inch cake in total was $300. Right. But the reason why the client reached out was because they'd forgotten about a huge wedding anniversary, right? Yeah. It was like the next day. She needed it by the next day. Right. She, the, the client had forgotten and realized, you know, yeah, I made a mistake, but I need this. So. The person in the group said, okay, absolutely you can, but you'd be looking at a large rush fee because the turnaround is so tight. But we gave them the option to, I mean, she gave them the option and that's what the lady wanted. The lady wanted. I just wanted today to kind of reframe the mentality that 
charging fees is a negative thing because it's actually a rush fee is a positive thing because you give your clients a choice. I either had the choice to keep my money to myself and go elsewhere. I have the choice to pay you the extra money and get what I wanted. Or I have the choice to now know that next time I need a book two weeks in advance to get my cookies at the price per dozen. You gave me. options. You didn't punish. You gave opportunity. My, I want Heather knows my son goes to a private school up where we live and they actually, um, teach you that if you sign your kid up for school early next year, like if I sign up now, I actually save $50 on the registration fee. How rude. How rude. But they should if, have just told you your kid cannot sign up. Not You cannot sign up till the next year. But so they're incentivizing me um, to sign him up. And if I sign him up past the date, there is a fee. So I am being taught that if I register him early, I save. If I register him late, I lose. It's such a common business practice. We just want uh, run your business however you want mm-hmm. at the end of the day. But hey, just have more information when you make that decision, right? I just yeah, just have know that it's not a negative it's not a negative thing. It's a positive thing. You're giving options to your clients. That's what your clients want. They're obviously coming to you because they need to fulfill some need in their life, has to deal with something sweet. Um so you can either oblige and charge them likewise. And they'll probably be happy with the opportunity. Or you can say no, stand by your policies, which is also a business move. A win-win-win. A win-win-win when everybody wins, right? Amen. Amen. Okay. Ready? Okay. Voicemails. Here's the first one. Heather, Corey, it's me, Timby. Are you there? Can you hear me? Pick up. Hello? Hello? Just kidding. I know you're not there. Um, But I said I would call in, and here I am calling in. So. I don't have a question, <laughs> my bad. Um, I'm just here for the laugh. But I do want to um, put out there something that I don't think you guys have put out on the podcast yet, and we don't really talk about it in the main group anymore, but we have a book club. And I think, one, I love to read books, so I was happy to join and uh, am currently reading How to Win Friends and Influence People. And Laura runs the group, and she does an amazing job. So. For all you people out there who enjoy reading books and want to be a part of the book club, it's not, you know, a huge time constraint, um, but it is very much marketing related. We read business books. They're great. We talk about them. We talk about customers. We talk about how to work with customers. And even after reading a few posts in the last how many ever months I've been in the group, uh, I would suggest that more people read these books in how to deal with some of these things because all these books talk about it and uh, give great advice. So that's my plug for the Sugar Cookie Marketing Book Club or whatever it's called. Um, So tell people to join. Okay, thanks. Bye. I love Tammy. She's what a, a true G. She, what a great segue into what we just discussed about customer relations and clients and managing their expectations. We do have Sugar Cookie Bookies. She was very close with the name there. Um, that Laura does spend. Um, I'm so gracious She's of her. She's not planning tomatoes. She's in that group, like giving away free knowledge. Yeah. So if you were like, hey, I'm here to invest in my business, invest in it by reading these books with Sugar Cookie Bookies because it is all about client-facing issues, client-facing problems, how to see it from their perspective while also maintaining your business integrity. I think the big takeaway of uh, how to win friends and influence people is people just want to be heard. Amen. They want to be listened to. And guess what? That's the book they're currently reading It's a great book. It's probably one of the top three books that had the biggest impact on my life today. I have read it I want, what, seven, eight, ten times? It's, it's actually burned to my car, so it's always in there. If I'm she feeling like a little feisty. to the side of the car. <laughs> Dale Carnegie was here. Um, great book. But if you're a member of Sugar Cookie Marketing, you have automatic entrance into Sugar Cookie Bookie. So all you have to do, it's linked towards the top of the group, right? They yes. are affiliated. Um, or search, search Sugar Cookie Bookies, parentheses, Sugar Cookie Marketing, um, and click join. If you're a member of the original group, It'll let you right into that one. Yeah, highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Here's our next voicemail from Alex. Hi, Heather and Corey. My name is Alex of Sparky Sweet Shop out of Cookville, Tennessee. I love the podcast, love the group, and I'm so thankful uh, for how you've changed my business this year. My question is regarding 
how to reference myself in copy and also in like signage at events. So I've seen some bakers will say, you know, follow us on social media. And then like in their copy, they'll talk about we, da, 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 we have this available, et cetera. I'm a one woman show. I do everything myself. I don't have any help whatsoever. So I'm curious, do I reference myself as I? I feel like in places that sounds awkward, like follow me on social media um, and things like that. So I'm just curious, which is better? Does it matter? Thank you for your advice. I think that is honestly a great question, and it depends on what your goals are. There's two sides of that fence, and a lot of people say, hey, I kind of want people to know I'm a one-man band, so they know that when I say I can't take their order, I'm not lying, mm -hmm. um, and that maybe they're more gracious on you if things take a little longer. If you call your bakery we, I think it's much bigger than one person. I, I absolutely so, do, too. But now if you feel like it's weird to say follow me, you can say follow bakery name. So Let's pretend, uh, follow the crumb cookies to stay up to date. So that's the hybrid between both. Yeah, so mm -hmm. I think, honestly, they both work with my, me and Heather teach classes together. So for that one, we always say we, there is two of us. Mm -hmm. So we get away with that. In our um, marketing business, we do say we because it adds a sense of trust. I'm not a one-man band. Yeah, in that industry, you don't necessarily want the freelancer vibe. So yeah, because you're in their website, you have their passwords, you have a lot of things that really could make or break their business. So we do want to add a sense of trust in that realm. Yeah. Now, Corey and I aren't saying we and Steve over there in the back, and it's just Corey with a mustache. <laughs> no, we say, hey, you'll be working with Corey and I, but you will also have access to our vendor, our vendors, which are vetted. We spent, you know, a lot of money finding these people. So we're really trying to add trust there. In my The Crumbed Cookies, I do say I, uh, because I am a one-man man that works a few jobs. So I do want that graciousness. Sometimes I'm booked. So I would like that understanding. I've never felt tiny about it. Heather's not willing to come over and bake with me. So <laughs> it is definitely a you. <laughs> so I think there's, um, there's positives to both and it just depends. Do you see yourself growing as a bakery? Do you want to portray that you are, you know, bigger? I would use the we, if you say, Hey, I want the people to know it's just me behind the screen over here. Then I would use I or yeah, I'd Wizard go of Oz others. over there with Corey. Huh? Wizard of Oz over there with Corey. Hello. <laughs> the man behind the bay. <laughs> do not pay attention to him. <laughs> I just want to tell one funny story. Okay. We had this client once um, way long ago, and she was very eccentric. And just every time we were like, hey, that's not a service we offer within your quote, um, within your scope of work, you know, that'll be an additional fee. But she kept she kept saying, well, then how would I do it? Like she was, oh, she just that. just kept, well, the, I said, you know, we can do it for you. But, but she just couldn't bring herself to trust to other women. And it's, it was fine. It was almost like, you know, she thought it work was more of a man's job, which a lot of people are conditioned to. So Corey and I just really needed to wrap up this project. <laughs> so I, I made a alias, uh, email, uh, Robert. Robert. <laughs> <laughs> so she'd email us and I'd be like, Hey, Robert, we'll take it from here. It sounds so devious, but she respected Robert, which was just me. Um, she respected Robert a lot more than she respected me. And whatever Robert That's said so was crazy. golden. And he was this kind of back. He was a genius. He was this IT guy, no frills, no like, hey. Yeah, he wasn't. He was straight to the point, straight shooter. You either pay or you don't. And she was all about it. Right. Yeah. So, you know, he would he would be like, you know, it's a not in your scope. It's an additional fee. Okay. I totally understand that. He still has a LinkedIn profile. <laughs> still has an alias. <laughs> uh, so that was funny. That sounds evil, but it really worked in that circumstance. And then Robert retired shortly after that. That email thread ended. Yeah, so it was fine. Okay, next up we have a text. Hi, Miracle Twins. This is Brian and Kelly from Bear and Bubby's Bakery. We just opened a cottage bakery in last September since Brian quit his job to remote school our kids. A couple of things. We have identical twins. They don't have a podcast yet, and if they did, it would be all about Minecraft. So don't worry about any competition from them. Popcorn butter pro tip. Take a large drink straw, stick that sucker into the popcorn all the way down, pump butter into the straw as you raise the straw, and boom, no more missing parts of movie to rebutter. A movie of the movie to rebutter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Is it one of those life, life lessons, changing. kids? <laughs> uh, number three. We have a local brick and mortar that likes to step on our toes and start making the same things as us days or weeks after we posted it to our page. What do uh, just ignore them, delay posting our stuff, love the show, and thanks. 
I think this is a great question because it does I like arise. that popcorn too, man. <laughs> we will be using that <laughs> okay. one. Um, because it does. Also, I am pretty uh, good on the Minecraft run. I have an 11-year-old, so I'm... I'm a professional Minecrafter. <laughs> Don't quiz me yet. Um, that's a great question. A lot of people have asked it. I feel like my competition's always watching me. They're always posting my my stuff. It seems like whatever I make, they're constantly making it. The great thing about this industry is none of us were the first. I know. We weren't the first to make sugar cookies. We're not the first to bake a cake. Um, so Everything is it's always And we always pull inspiration from other bakers. If you're on Instagram, I say, oh, I love that the technique they did. Let me save that for later. Maybe I can incorporate it in something. The thing is, if you feel like it's taking joy from you to know that they are following in your footsteps, block them. Is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. another, there's a local family in our area they're the Ayubes. And all they do is they're carpet cleaners, right? Quite yeah. an extensive um, business. Very cool. Very clean carpets. Um, the original was a guy named Dan. So Dan was the original Ayub carpet. So I think the business is company is called Ayub carpets or something like it that. It was, yeah. Um, so Dan had built this whole business, had hired a lot of his family. And then one of his family members he had fired. I don't know if it was like something a, like that. Whatever. But George Ayub started George Ayub's carpet care. Mm. Very similar names. Yes. However, not illegal. Even though you may think it was, whatever. They both still operate. I see their trucks all the time. Yeah. Dan's entire marketing campaign shifted from we're the best carpet cleaners to I'm the original. Ayub, I am the original. And it really took the focus off of like, hey, what can I provide my clients? And became more of this interpersonal family struggle. Yeah. And it's not a great vibe. It's a little cringy um, to, to try to be like, we're the first ones to do this. Because technically none of us are the first one. Right. But if Dan had refocused saying, not only am I the best, I'm going to be better than George. I am the person you want to call when it comes to carpet cleaning. George wouldn't matter anymore. Because he would matter. so focused yeah. on his marketing strategies that it doesn't matter what George is doing. He is going to out-market him. So whatever George, George is always two steps behind. Right. And your customers aren't blind to that. They're, they're not going to be like, oh, I think, you know. You can outmarket them and you can be, I mean, what is that phrase? Flattery is the, uh, copying is the best flattery. flattery. I know what you're saying. Okay. And there's a better way to there's say something it, but I like where your head's okay. at and it right. works for me. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. Because I have sincerest form of something. Right. The word sincerest is in there. Replication? No. No, that's such mm. a complicated People are going to text in the answer right now. So that'll be good. <laughs> okay, but good. that thing is if somebody's copying you, it means you're doing it right. Um, we are, you're not going to be the only baker in your area. If you are, I'd be worried. That your area can't sustain bakeries. Yeah. Um, and if people are copying you, hey, bum deal. But hey, at least they know they're looking at the best. <laughs> Amen. So I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily change my marketing campaign. If anything, I would um, block them from your line of sight. You can't necessarily block their kids, their family, their other fake profiles and everything. It's going to be hard to do that. Just stop paying attention to them. How can you remove them out of your line of sight? Be so busy in your marketing strategy that you don't have time to look over your shoulder to see what they're doing because you're going to be so busy. If you put that time and energy into your marketing, people are going to notice. People are going to start buying. You're going to be busy and they can copy you. You cannot stop it. Believe me, 32 years, Heather still looks like me to this day. <laughs> We've been working on I'm the original Miracle Twin. <laughs> but as we know at the beginning, you could be a could twin be number two. <laughs> but so the concept is focus on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, look at what you're doing. How can you improve that by 1%? How can improve this by 1%, this by 1%. You can't stop competition. You can only do better than competition. Heather, let me ask you a question. Go ahead. How many of our marketing competitions do we follow on social media? Zero. Because? Because we don't have time. We don't have time because we're so working on growing our business that, hey, you do there's you, so I'll do me. There's so many people out there who marketing people. companies. There's like, so many businesses. So imagine all the people that have mouths that like sweet treats. There's a ton, and that's great. The more people that have a sweet tooth, the more of a high tide raises all ships. Amen. Amen. So, yeah, I would say, one, definitely stealing the popcorn thing. See, look, another person stealing from you. <laughs> See, you guys, it's for you. Um, but, yeah, don't worry about the competition. Competition is healthy. Competition is an indicator that your market has a thriving industry that can support multiple people. Um, and don't take offense to it, you know? At the end of the day, I can look and say, hey, yeah, these are things I've taken from other people. Mm -hmm. I've taken classes from people smarter than me, and then I put those into practice. Yeah, and that's what it's for. I'm going to read voicemail number four. Okay. It says, hey, twinners. 
I'm just going to assume they either mistyped it or because it rhymes with winners. No, I think it was winners. <laughs> hey, twinners, I don't have a question. Well, that's not true. I have about 100 of them, LOL. Just wanted to say how freaking awesome you both are. What you do for us in the group is beyond amazing. And I wanted to thank you for sharing all of your knowledge. Kissy face. I love it. I love, I love it. it. Thank yeah. you. That was just a uh, 217 area code, so we didn't get a name, but just know my heart goes out to 217. <laughs> All our <laughs> friends out there in the 217. <laughs> um, if you'd like to call, text, or email in, we'd love to hear from you. The phone number is 571-556-5644 or hello at sugarcookiemarketing.com, and we'll try to get to those. This is kind of my favorite part of the podcast. One, it's not our voices. Mm-hmm. Um, Unless we're reading the text. Yeah, right. <laughs> but two, I get great popcorn tips. So. Yeah. We actually find got someone email a question in and i'm excited that'll hopefully be on next week's topic for me i think okay. i'm going to dedicate the business of baking to it oh yeah. how fun i know okay so going to group stuff our group challenge will wrap up here in the next couple of days the three by three by three challenge how have you been doing with it Corey? honestly i have okay just for okay. I did get this I order that I had to do this past weekend. Knew you could so I couldn't I do I couldn't do, do that day, but that's okay because I want to tell everyone if you miss a day or two, it doesn't mean to give up. Mm-hmm. It means those two days, hey, I ha- I got busy, life happened, but I'm back at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't say, well, now I got to wait for next month. No, it's not wait for next Monday. It's not wait for next month. It's get back, get in onto the horse. Get back to it. You so, and your, your colloquial phrases. Today. I hope people email in and tell me where I'm messing them up. <laughs> Stealing ideas is the best form of compliment. Um, our, our upcoming lives. So we had a live scheduled for this week, uh, relationships and baking. However, the speaker had unforeseen circumstances, so she asked if she could reschedule. Absolutely fine. But Elizabeth has offered to step in with what has been the talk of the town, my new boy, Eddie. The edible printer. So yeah. she is actually... She's actually, like, way better at it than we are. She's had it for six months. And she uses it to fulfill a 200-cookie order every two weeks. It's a standing order with a commercial client. Yeah. And so she's going to tell us pros, cons, good, bad. Best practices. Because she watched the Facebook Live we did in the group this week about printing on... So I guess a lot of people think you can only print on circles. You do not have to only print on circles. So we... Corey, are you going to post that? Yeah, I will. One? I will. We printed on these little bathing suit cookies. Of course, there was overspray. We wanted to test, like, saturation. And Elizabeth's like, hey, you guys are awesome people. However, you're doing this wrong. <laughs> you are idiots. <laughs> so she's going to show us how to adjust the saturation and things like that. And, hey, if you wanted to buy an Eddie, this would be what you need to watch to make sure it's something that's worth it. Yeah, to see if the, the benefits outweighs the uh, financial investment. Right. We'll come back to that in just a second. But that live is on Thursday 8 p.m. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time. So that's this Thursday. What's today? Say the 25th. So she'll be on the 27th at 8 p.m. Okay, perfect. And I will try to help you, Elizabeth. Heather will be out of town that night. So God bless I'm us with both. You in spirit. <laughs> Good. Okay, might go horrendously wrong. <laughs> okay, okay, then we have next is graphic design and branding for sugar cookies spoke is, spoken in Cook English by Vanessa. That is May 31st at 7 p.m. She's passionate about what she do- does. She's definitely probably going to order an Eddie. Um, but she is going to go over graphic design and branding, which is something a lot of times we see in the group with people like, I hate my logo. I don't have a logo. What do longevity of logo designs? Cause you don't necessarily want to rebrand every year. Mm-mm. A refresh is fine, but to completely overhaul everything because you don't like the look of it, start off yeah. with something you like, and that will grow Work with you in there. Um, we have some past lives that were amazing. If you missed it, Courtney of Bakery Tico did Instagram marketing. She did a phenomenal job. Um, but you can catch that. If you go up to the top of the group and go to uh, events and then click past events, um, you can scroll down and find them. Heather so graciously puts the live in that group discussion so you can find it there. Um, so uh, we also had uh, porch pop-ups for rural communities and small towns by Jess Clapper. And she just... She did. She gave away all the tips and tricks. (laughs) Of the Instagram marketing one, what are two tips that you really liked? Um, I liked that she said people aren't scared to see you. They're not – you don't have to have this perfect curated feed, which I know a lot of us um, do. And if you did want to, put it in your stories um, and start a conversation there. I liked her tip where she said their profile image on Instagram should be your face. That is not something I actually do, I but know. I thought that was I a fantastic I that was a good idea. One because it is kind of hard to put a face to a name when it's just a logo. I know. Mine's a crying cookie. Yeah. 
I think somebody asked you <laughs> Someone why. Someone did ask why. Why do you have a crying cookie on your logo on Instagram, Corey? What's your Instagram handle? My Instagram handle is the crumbed cookies. I spell it wrong all the time. There is a B somewhere in there. <laughs> but I actually, when I first started, I said, Heather, make me a logo of like someone that bit out of a cookie and he's sad because he's a missing part of his face. <laughs> I am the artist behind the logo. <laughs> so I can't lose it because it's like my bastion towards Heather for pushing me into decorating cookies. Corey had a real rough start there. Though. <laughs> I really did. We didn't think it was going to take off. <laughs> okay. Last up is Twinterest, things we find interesting. Corey, take it away. Okay. So I love packaging and I actually write a personalized thank you card for every custom order that goes oh, out. I did not um, know that. I do. I spend the time. It's just an easy card stock with a matching card. I actually really like it. But I wanted something on the top that looked professional. wasn't my hand, my chicken scratch on there. So I ordered a personalized stamp. It says handmade by the crumbed cookies that just stamps right on there. Oh, that's good. Um, from a small business. So it was even better. She was super nice. Uh, let me see. It's called Boutique Stamps. And you can choose from a ton of designs that they have. Um, and I did spell my name Corey, incorrectly. Corey, Corey. <laughs> I left out the B. <laughs> But they were so great. There was gracious. a B somewhere in there. <laughs> there just so wasn't somewhere. in there. It was not in the card. Um, but it was super nice. And when I get the new one in, I'll share in the group what that looks like. Great. With a B in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my Twinterest is actually our new and only sponsor on the podcast Woo-woo. is Eddie the Edible Printer. Yay! <laughs> so Eddie uh, prints directly on cookies. This is not wafer paper. No. This is not edible images it is as how your printer works at home is how on a cookie my mind was blown when i watched this so full transparency eddie sent us a printer and that's the only that's the trade so they said we can review it we can break it we can do that we make no commissions on the sale of eddie's it would be nice because <laughs> realize so many people were going to get one. Um, but it was to us to try it out to tell you our thoughts. And, and my big thought is how can you use this to buff up your bottom line? Okay. So to me, the Eddie replaces stencils and airbrushing. Literally the Wait, worst Does it part. replace the cookie industry completely? It does not. You can still do that still fancy stuff, but imagine when you do your airbrushing and you do those stencils and the, I mean, that's so much time and those stencils are not cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Eddie. So we talked about this actually. What? Uh, so Corey's going to post up the bathing suit cookies. cookies. So we printed off three, took us what, after the setup? I mean, it really it just took two seconds. Um, so we talked about the cost of that set using stencils. Break it down to me. So because there were so many different colors, you'd probably have about a four set stencil in order to get the different layers, the different fruits on one of them that I'm talking about, um, plus the colors mm-hmm. of airbrushes. It almost was using four or five different colors. Okay. So I have four and five different colors and a four, four or five, five set stencil. stencil. How much would the stencil cost? The stencil would be around 30 bucks. 30 bucks. Now, if this was a dozen at Let's pretend back industry average forty five. I couldn't even recoup that. We okay. Now imagine how much more time it takes because because this is is why I hate airbrushes because you have to get out one color, you put in the next color, you have to empty that out. Then there's a cleaning process. I literally despise airbrushing. So if you had created those, so we did three cookies yesterday. We did, and we did two mess ups on purpose to see how the bleeding went. Um, those three cookies, how long would that have taken you using the stencils? If I only did those threes with yeah. that amount of colors, it'd probably take me less than an hour and a half from start getting an out An hour and a half thing. for three cookies. Yeah, to cleaning, to switching out the colors. Where the stencils cost you $30. In the stencil There is no $30. margin in a set. Oh, you'd So you'd have to change the design. You would, 100%. Right. So now this gives you, Eddie, in my non-baking, non-decorating opinion, gives you the chance to streamline a lot of stuff. Sabrina in the group is a huge Eddie fan. She's had one for much longer than we've had Mm -hmm. it. We've had it for a week or whatever, (laughs) three days. Um, But she posted up a great photo set. And maybe I can ask her to make its own post or whatever. But she doesn't print off 100% Eddie cookies and sell them. She makes them a part of a decorated set. So she yeah, has so think of the airbrushing yeah. where you would then write someone's name over it and royal icing. That's still there. But you're still selling your very detailed royal icing, detailed cookies and having the Eddie assist you in time management. So you cut down on the time in and then you make more profit because if we know anything, time is money. Right. And Grant did a great breakdown of how they have one too. Grant and his wife. Yes, he does. They have an Eddie printer too. This is a business move. Eddie is 
expensive. He's not the most expensive can, edible printer, though. No. Can I just say this one thing? People are like, now people are going to charge less because it takes less time. And that is not what I would ever no, recommend. we've just had bigger margins. Yeah. So instead of charging less because it takes less time, I'm going to actually keep it at the most expensive of my detailed cookies if I wanted to. And then I can recoup the cost, the recoup the maintenance. Because it's not... a uh, we're not racing down to the bottom here. We have cost now associated with our new investment that you have to recoup. You have to include that in your pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, and now commercial clients are a thing. Commercial clients could. This is where in the commercial client in the commercial client world, people are always like, I got a huge order. Should I discount? Not if you're hand doing this stuff. Yeah, last, it's still the same amount of time. However, Eddie shifts the amount of time it takes. Right. Last Christmas, a commercial client wanted 200 cookies from me. Handmade, I could not do it. I had to turn it away. Mm-hmm. I do have done it with the Eddie. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the client, again, we gave them an option. that wasn't there before, and they got to do it. Is Eddie going to destroy any part of the cookie industry? I would say no. Because then of you, its high yeah. cost, um, $2,800, the stencil industry will still exist because it is much cheaper. Yes. For especially a hobby baker. Now, if you're here to do business, you're here to make money, I would say consider watching the live. Do your research. They have a Facebook group. They do. Um, where people tear it apart. And they say, hey, this is, I don't like this. All right, okay. And then I got to say, Primera is very involved in helping you figure out. They even said, Primera said, I was reading in the mm-hmm. group, you can send them your cookies with your icing on it, and they'll print it and send them back to you so you can see how it looks. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, because guys, the royal icing, the water consistency, this is a edible ink, just like an airbrush. So more water you have, things like that. That's amazing. So we did a live on it. There's a live on it. This Thursday at 8 p.m. We assembled it in a pre-recorded video. And we did that pre-recorded video, and then we took some um, pictures of what it looked like. So definitely check it out. It's probably the coolest thing since sliced bread, if anything, you can it's watch it. It's pretty neat. I gotta say, it's I pretty know. cool. And I don't even decorate. But hey, as somebody who can't decorate, this could put me in. I could try. I could sell I mean, this. You could, you could flood a cookie. You could, could flood a cookie. I could even dip the cookie, which takes oh, even yeah, less time. Oh, yeah, that's what they said. Less okay, so that is our sponsor for the week. Um, for the couple months. For the couple months. So you'll be hearing their name. We'll be trying to show you more things. Okay. Uh, troubleshooting. If you buy one and if you don't, it affects us 0%. But yeah. we just want to show you what this kind of cool sponsor can provide for you if you did or didn't want to take a risk. They do have a 30-day return policy. Yeah, so get that, Eddie. You can have one, too. A best boyfriend you'll ever have, it says. All right, guys, that wraps us up. We appreciate you. If you have any questions, if you want to call us in, sing our praises. Please. Um, 571-556-5644. And other than that, I think that's Actually, you know what? I'd like to end with a question and see if, you know, ending these with a question so people can text in. Have you ever had to refund and what? how was that experience? Okay, so I'm expecting at least four people. I want you to pick up that phone. Please. Heather, not feel well. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you so much. Au right, revoir.